Welcome to Crypto Sapiens, a show that hosts lively discussions with innovative Web3 builders to help you learn about decentralized money systems, including Ethereum, Bitcoin, and DeFi. The podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only, and it is not financial advice. Crypto Sapiens is presented in partnership with Bankless DAO, a movement for pioneers seeking freedom from the limitations of the traditional financial system. Bankless DAO will help the world go bankless by creating user-friendly on-ramps for people to discover decentralized financial technologies through education, media, and culture. Hello, everyone, and we're back with another episode of Crypto Sapiens. Today, we are talking with Joel Lin, contributor at Citadel, to learn about the DeFi real estate ecosystem. We explore Citadel and its mission not just to tokenize real estate, but build the Ethereum of real estate. Let's get started. Hey, Hamti. Thanks for this opportunity. Uh, and hi, everyone. Uh, so my name is Joe. Uh, and um, yeah, I'm, I'm a contributor at Citadel. And um, so my, 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 my journey kind of began back in uh, 2008. I was actually uh, previously with uh, real estate uh, institutional uh, investors investing, helping them invest in real estate over the past 12 years. Uh, previously, I was with uh, UBS Investment Bank, uh, Capital Land, uh, which is a huge developer in Asia and CBRE. Um, so uh, my crypto journey itself uh, began proper back in around 2017, 2018. Uh, at a point in time, uh, believe STO tokenization was all the hype. Um, and sitting on the institutional landlord side, uh, we received many real estate tokenization uh, requests uh, to kind of uh, tokenize our real estate uh, by injecting our properties into their project. Um, but I guess uh, when we brought this back to the management team to discuss, there were two... Uh, very glaring issues that we couldn't get good answer to. Uh, one uh, is how we could legitimately enforce our rights to redeem the property uh, with the real estate token. Uh, and two, how we could exchange the real estate token for liquidity in the secondary market. And obviously, uh, because we couldn't get a convincing answer from uh, any other project, we didn't really go ahead with any of uh, them. Uh, but nonetheless, a um, couple of folks, uh, uh, legal folks and myself, we got together and we started brainstorming on a legal structure that will solve this problem. Um, at least the right to redeem the underlying title deed with the real estate token. And we kind of combed a number of jurisdictions uh, all around the world and we found that uh, it was back in October 2020, so quite a bit of effort was put in there, uh, that we had a breakthrough. And we found that uh, within the Commonwealth uh, legal framework, there is actually a, a pathway, a gateway, building this structure. Um, we managed to get a prestigious law firm with more than 100 years of experience specializing in real estate law to uh, issue a legal opinion that validate the legitimacy of our structure. Took this to a family office. They got their legal counsel to look into it. 
um, they were confident about it, injected their real estate portfolio into this project. Uh, so they are willing to exchange their title deed for real estate token. And uh, as a result, this is how we kind of begin. Uh, we subsequently reached out to members of the DeFi community, uh, invited them to build the DAO together. And the response was overwhelming and very supportive. So today, uh, it is a little more than one year since the genesis of the Citadel project. Uh, yeah, and so we have come a long way and we are very excited to share with you our journey to introducing real estate on Web 3.0. Yeah, that's wonderful. Um, you know, you mentioned a couple of things there that I think we're going to unpack throughout this conversation. And um, one of them is, you know, tokenizing uh, these assets, um, finding a way to exchange the uh, liquidity of that and transferring uh, you know, I guess the the value from digital assets to to real world assets, um, and then of course, kind of legal framework uh, that was necessary, I guess, to be able to uh, build something uh, of this nature. Uh, so it's it's really interesting that you have such a comprehensive view of how this uh, could work and should work. So let's start uh, from the beginning. Uh, Really, what inspired you personally to take on this uh, challenge of building a product in uh, real estate and the, at the intersection of real estate and DeFi? Oh, so, so the thing about it is uh, I have been in the real estate uh, universe, real estate space for the past 12 years. That's a decade, right? And, um, and, and anyone who specializes in real estate, uh, even in the prior equity space, uh, you 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 will realize that it's kind of uh, a boring, uh, very low innovation kind of uh, area, and that's the and 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 the thing about it is today's real estate, um, uh, the way we see and frustrates me a lot. It lacks accessibility, it lacks liquidity, and it lacks composability. Uh, you're looking at two hundred eighty trillion market out there, and a whole bunch of debt capital is locked. That means money that is not doing anything. It's not earning interest, not being invested, not being used to drive the economy. Now think about it in another manner. Um, if let's say you're holding on to cash today, right? And you take the cash, uh, and, and even if you were to put that cash into a, a bank deposit, a fixed deposit account, uh, no matter how later it is, you're still going to earn some interest on top of that. But try depositing your real estate title deed in a bank and asking the bank to give you interest on the equity of the real estate title deed, you're not going to get anything, right? That's not possible. So that's what I mean by uh, lock capital. Uh, our plan is to use DeFi to unlock that capital by improving accessibility, liquidity, and composability. And we believe that by doing this, um, not only can we drive demand for real estate on-chain, we can increase the capital efficiency and enhance the overall fair value of the real estate universe. Um, in fact, we believe that in future, there will be two sets of prices for real estate. The price of real estate on-chain and the price of real estate off-chain. And the idea is that the real estate on-chain will always have a higher value than the real estate off-chain because there will be more use cases that we can create for the real estate tokens on-chain in the DeFi space unlike the limited use cases uh, for real estate off-chain today, 
that is constrained by existing limitations of how we can unlock that capital in real estate. Um, so so that's, that's kind of what motivated me because I, we saw the potential of how DeFi, how Web3 can unlock all that accessibility, all that liquidity via composability in real estate and make real estate a very exciting class, asset class that we can aim into. Now, today, you buy a piece of real estate, right? Uh, let's, say an, an, uh, let's say a house for $1 million, right? And if you, you go about the traditional way of trying to recover your initial outlay, initial capital in that real estate, it's going to take you at least 20, 30 years to recover that initial outlay, uh, which, to be honest, is kind of inefficient to, in, in uh, the way we see. Um, now, imagine being able to deposit your real estate title date, right, and earn an interest of at least 20% APY a year, right? Um, within five years, you can recover the initial outlay that you put into real estate. And that is what we think we can do with DeFi today. Better capital efficiency. Yeah, you know, uh, when I think about DeFi, I think of two things. I think, well, I think of several things, to be honest. But uh, one is accessibility, and the other one is disruption, right? And I think that those are two very different, a strong but very different narratives. I think in terms of accessibility, I think of like, how can we enable anyone to participate in this financial ecosystem um, without necessarily, you know, kind of some of the constraints uh, in traditional finance uh, or limitations of traditional finance. And, you know, I think that there is a lot more freedom in the way that DeFi operates, where anyone can participate in these protocols um, and can earn you know, some yield, whether it's, you know, through uh, tokens that they earn or, you know, uh, some other uh, mechanisms. Uh, or, but, and the other is disruption, right? And there are systems in place in traditional finance that have worked and do work um, and have been working for quite some time. But, you know, it's, it, that there's they're definitely, to, to, to borrow a word from yours, they're not very efficient. Um, and they don't necessarily allow for people to really earn on what they own, right? On these assets that they own. And I think DeFi has been very creative in finding innovative ways to allow people to unlock that capital. Again, just to borrow, keep borrowing words from you because I really truly appreciate you introducing this language to this discussion so that we can explore a little bit further. Um, so, yeah, certainly I think as a homeowner, you have invested into this uh, to this asset class that allows you right to uh, have some sort of uh, you know uh, ownership right to some sort of you know real world asset, uh, but also some investment opportunity. But the growth of it is very slow, and the opportunities are very limited. So I really do like what you're bringing up here in terms of unlocking the uh, opportunities within some of these uh, different, you know, elements that make up your, 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 I guess your, your property, which is equity, right? So 
Walk me through, let's pretend I am someone who has a property and to quote you, let's say a million dollar property, and I have an equity about 50% of that and I want to use that. How could someone uh, leverage that and start using Citadel to be able to unpack that? Oh, that's a very good question. Um, and I have the perfect answer for that. So to understand how you can do that, um, you will have to um, kind of understand how we work. So our platform, and we believe we are the only one that uh, out there that does this, uh, is a permissionless two-way tokenization bridge for real estate, uh, which means that in order to unpack that equity, you do have to give up ownership of that whole property by selling uh, it to SPV, okay, um, and 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 effectively getting like cash in return for that. Now, if you are hoping to keep any of that uh, as equity, that's you you have to do it by way of real estate token. So the very first step you need to do is to convert your title deed into the real estate token. Uh, and the platform allows you to do that uh, by way of uh, listing your property uh, after the typical due diligence ownership verification check. Um, a bit like how you will list your property on Zillow. Um, at a point in time, uh, after you list it, uh, the DeFi community will then be invited to participate in uh, what we call interest uh, fractions of the uh, property through a process called IRO, uh, known as introducing real estate on chain. Um, so during this IRO process, you could uh, choose to either give up all your equity and collect it all in cash, or you could choose to uh, keep some of it in uh, real estate tokens and, 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 and unlock the rest in cash up to you. Right? But the key is to, uh, to, to convert everything to tokens first. Once the IRO is successful, uh, the bridge will be formed. NFT that represents the economic legal benefits to the real estate will be minted. This NFT will be custodied in a smart contract. And fractions of the smart contract, uh, which is ERC-20 fungible tokens, uh, these are the real estate tokens that will then be deposited into uh, the buyer's wallet. And these tokens will then be tradable on the AMM. Now, with these tokens in place, uh, you can unlock that equity um, a few ways. One, you could put that into a liquidity pool, pay out with USDC, and uh, and, 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 and and farm uh, and liquidity mine the the Citadel governance platform token, uh, which I can explain a little bit further how you accrue value. So that's how you get your twenty percent APY, uh, uh, and, and that's how you 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 kind of uh, recover the initial capital you put into uh, the, the 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 real estate tokens uh, in five years or less. Uh, alternatively, what we have been doing, we have been uh, speaking with uh, some of the lending protocols out there, uh, the likes of. Uh, Abracadabra money, the likes of uh, very capital, as of cream, for example, um, and and they are keen uh, to look at the idea of uh, collateralized real estate tokens. 
the 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 key to making this happen was actually the Chainlink bridge, uh, which we managed to integrate with Chainlink uh, uh, last month, literally December, right? So now uh, with the Chainlink bridge, we are able to bring real world valuation of real estate on chain to set up a liquidation strategy, LTV uh, ratios, and so on and so forth. Now you can literally obtain your mortgage of your real estate on chain. It no longer do you have to wait like 30 days, fill out a whole bunch of documents, declare, uh, uh, dox yourself to the banks uh, inside out before they will even give you money. This is a five minutes, totally a non-process whereby you deposit your real estate token into one of the lending pools and out comes the USDC, USDT, Bitcoin, Ethereum, whatever uh, the other token is, right? And that's how you can unlock that liquidity. So I'm going to rewind a little bit here because there was a lot here that you brought up, even terminology that, uh, you know, maybe our audience is not familiar with, uh, particular I'm not familiar with. So I'd like to learn a little bit more. Uh, you started off by saying the process is, starts with giving up ownership, selling it to the SPV. What, what is an SPV? SPV is a special purpose vehicle. Uh, it is set up to ensure that you get you, that, that the real estate token holders get clean title of the underlying title deed. Now, anybody who have experience dealing with real estate globally will understand that title deeds are not as clean as they always appear to be uh, most time. The only way you can get absolutely clear and clean title deed is to transfer the title deed. Because during the transfer process, any existing encumbrances, any existing mortgage, loans, cash, liens on the title deed will get removed. Because the last thing you want to do is to go into a title deed thinking that you have control of the title deed only to find out later on that um, somebody else have a claim over that same title deed because the landlord took the title deed and went to apply for, uh, went to collateralize it, like maybe to 30 different uh, individuals, right? And that's the last thing you want, right? So the only way to ensure that you are the only one that have the legitimate claim to the title deed is to transfer title deed into a brand new clean SPV. Got it. And so during this transfer, uh, who are you transferring it to? Is it to a smart contract? No, it won't be a smart contract. It will be a legitimate uh, company uh, in a uh, holding company. So it's a, spe- it's a special purpose vehicle. So it's, it's a legitimate company in the real world space set up uh, just to hold the title deed of that property. Understood. Okay. All right. I'm following you so far. So the other thing that you were talking about was, um, right, you're converting this title into a token um, and you were talking about, uh, let's see, what did I write here? Oh, yeah. So you're able to convert everything uh, into a token. When you say everything, are we talking about the equity, all of the equity? Or are we talking about the entire uh, property? And so you're tokenizing it all, including whatever maybe the bank may own. The, the, the title date of the property, that's one, and all the assets of the SPV. That's two. 
So you get you 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 will be you will be you will be laying claims to all of this, and you will have superior claims over anyone else. Okay, all right. So, I, I guess my my what leads me what the question that leads from that is how permissionless and I'll clarify what that means in a little bit uh, is this process. So. Do we does this process need to have some sort of permission from the bank that's holding the title, or you know, is this something completely separate from that? That's a good question. So, um, one thing that happened during this entire uh, transformation uh, process um, from uh, title deed to uh, tokens is that we removed the bank completely from the system. Mm. In our platform, no bank is involved. Literally bankless. Okay, that's that's very interesting. So, does that mean that the that this special purpose vehicle then is the new owner buys out the bank's share of that um, of that of that title? You know, in other words, like we were talking about, pretending this million dollar home has a fifty percent uh, equity, the other fifty percent would still be owned by the bank. Um, does that get bought out then? Yes, you have for the IRO to be successful, hundred percent of the building have to be bought out. The bank have to be redeemed. Yeah. Okay, that's very clear now. Thank you, and I appreciate you walking me through here and helping me understand this process uh, a lot more clearly. So you talked about Chainlink, and I think Chainlink definitely has become one of those uh, protocols that is incredibly valuable to the DeFi space. So. What does that integration with Chainlink look like? Um, you know, how what what is the data that you're currently uh, pulling from Chainlink uh, in order to uh, allow for this protocol uh, Citadel to work? So what we are pulling from Chainlink is real world valuation of the property on a monthly basis. So uh, there will be at least two or three valuers. The likes of your global valuers like GLL, CBRE, Cushman, Refuel, Surveil, Snack Banks, um, that will be appointed to the property. They will be doing a monthly valuation. And that money valuation will be fed through Chainlink, dump on chain, or any permissionless protocols, lending protocols to pick up so that uh, lending pools could be set up. And uh, yeah, that's, that's actually quite interesting because. Uh, it could it won't be used to set up uh, stable coins, right? For example, imagine imagine uh, locking up the real estate tokens uh, and being able to mint stable coins uh, uh, backed by real estate tokens uh, based on the real world valuation of the real estate itself. Mm-hmm. Okay, that works. So, just generally now, uh, what I guess what uh, stage is Citadel at? Like, is it completely operational um you know are you launching soon like what is what is someone able to do on the platform today so we we have we we, we have we, we have come a long way and uh january is going to be an exciting month for us um we will be uh you we will be teaching uh in january um so uh, look out for it. So the tokens will be available. The set up to- uh, platform tokens will be uh, available for those who earn it to uh, to 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 enjoy the fruits of their contribution uh, to the project. 
um, especially those on our Discord channel, they they earn the most from that. And then um, the next the next one um, we'll be having uh, after that is our first IRO, and that's going to be very interesting because uh, um, this IRO. So so we have a pipeline of buildings, all the real estate buildings, two hundred and forty million across eight assets, all locked in already, ready to go. And out of this portfolio, we pick uh, uh, the most significant one um, to do our genesis uh, 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 tokenization on chain. Uh, it is a HSBC bank building in uh, the capital city of Wales in UK. Uh, so, um, and so, so it's located in Cardiff, right? And and, and 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 that is very interesting because for the longest time uh banks have been discriminating against the DeFi community uh have cases where uh, uh myself and friends the moment we mentioned that uh the source of fund came from crypto or something that our funds get frozen uh or our accounts get <laughs> get 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 kind of uh locked or or closed yeah, and it's it's very frustrating, right? So uh, it will be interesting uh, this time around to start collecting rents from the bank, and and see what they're going to do about that, right? So so and 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 yeah, and 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 what's going to be even more interesting is is the fact that this rents, if you look at it from this point of view, is actually like the banks. It is it, it, it can it can be symbolized. As the banks paying homage to the DeFi space, to the DeFi community, to the crypto community, and I don't think they can run away from not paying rent, right? So that that will be quite interesting to see what happens. Uh, yeah, um, and it's their main branch building uh, in the capital of Wales. I don't think they're going to give that up easily. Uh, that's really interesting. Yeah, I mean, uh, this, so this sounds like this. This this really big event uh, happening. Did you say at the end of at the end of January? Yeah, we are targeting at the end of January, right? Oh yeah. So back to back to progress, right? Uh, our smart contracts have been uh, audited and cleared by ABDK, um, uh, and and it's available for inspection. Uh, the audit report is available for inspection uh, on our website. Um, if you want to do that, um, we. Are currently going to be uh, introducing the community to our test net to familiarize them uh, with the with the platform, uh, so that uh, when the actual IRO uh, take place, uh, everybody will be familiar with how to use it. And we really hope to make this a success because this is not going to be just a tokenization of any building; we are literally going to be taking out the main uh, branch of uh, HSBC of a one of the biggest uh, banks, traditional finance banks in the world, uh, in the capital city of Wales, UK, right? So that's going to make a, a, a hell of a statement, uh, and we will be, we will be, uh, we will be setting, uh, hopefully, the trend for twenty twenty two, where it's not just metaverse uh, real estate uh, that we are looking at; it's real world real estate. That we are bringing on chain, and imagine the amount of TVL we can bring on chain with all this real estate. Uh, the inflate, yeah. So that, so that's 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 what we've been looking 
forward to, and that's the the stage of progress for uh, Citadel. Yeah, that's excellent. So let let's go back to to this experiment, right, or to this this I guess beta test of how this will work uh, at the end of January, at least where you're projecting it to, to kick that off. Um, you know, what, what, so when this IRO kicks off, this is going to be a real building. It sounds like right in, right in the heart of this, this city. Um, you know, so what's going to happen if this is successful, this is then going to, uh, tokenize this deed and people are going to be able to own a piece of this and, maybe even earn rent from like as a dividend from you know the and any any money earned from from the people that are inside of this real world building so the thing about it uh okay so uh, glad you touched a little bit on rent um the rent here will not be distributed as dividend uh in fact it will be used to um to buy back the the real estate token on a regular basis and burn the real estate token. So it's a bit like a stock buyback. And there are tax benefits to this. Uh, in some jurisdictions, uh, for example, like Singapore, uh, um, capital gains are not considered taxable. So effectively, um, you, you get that, that, that secondary advantage from there, right? And, and, and the real estate, the renter itself inherently provides liquidity, secondary market liquidity, for the short-term real estate token holders looking to exit, uh, it supplements the 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 the, the liquidity pools. Uh, yeah. So and, and and it will help to support the price of the real estate token itself. Wow, that's some that's some deep tokenomics y'all got going there um, <laughs> on this project. So what? What is like the the sentiment on the community so far? So this is Citadel, right? So this is a decentralized autonomous organization. So what's the construct of the organization as a DAO? And you know, how are people today able to participate in, in the DAO? And how do you see people uh, joining the DAO in the future and being a part of this, you know, this project? Yeah, um, so we are a very young DAO, um, as you can uh, probably guess by now. We are probably light years away from uh, where Bankless DAO is. Um, if Bankless DAO is Bankless DAO 2.0, we, we are probably around like 0 0.1, 0 0.2 uh, at the initial stage. And what we do need support and help with is uh, building our own DAO infrastructure, our own DAO policies, our own DAO protocols. Uh, because we have been getting very strong uh, 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 flow of uh, uh, participants who really wanted to contribute towards the DAO, and we 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 do we do want to onboard them. Uh, it's just that at this point in time, we don't have the necessary infrastructure to do it efficiently and effectively. So anyone who have uh, the experience uh, building a DAO or I mean or operating a DAO and you want to try uh, getting uh, challenged by building a DAO from scratch. Uh, we welcome you to join us and earn the DAO token uh, in the process. Uh, yeah, so that's one. Um, obviously, engineers are welcome, uh, especially front-end engineers. Uh, our back-end is all secured already. 
So right now, the only stuff left is uh, integration of the front end with the back end uh, as much as possible. So we, we do uh, welcome uh, front end engineers. And, and more importantly, uh, I guess it is the community that we want to grow here. So um, marketing uh, community, uh, team members, uh, especially the marketing ones um, that uh, is familiar with uh, how to grow a DAO community base uh, uh, via integration with other DAOs, uh, like Bankless DAO, for example. Um, we welcome you to join us. Uh, we believe that uh, the future of DAO uh, is not uh, one DAO universe. In fact, there is strength in unity. Um, and the more DAO we can uh, string together, the stronger we become against any kind of C5 uh, uh, efforts, right? Because then the systematic risk is even higher than that. Uh, and so, yeah, so we, we, we welcome um, um, those who appreciate uh, how DAO operate, the importance of building DAOs together, uh, the partnerships and everything to join our community to help us build more relationship with other DAOs. Yeah. Uh, you know, for me, one of the more interesting things about Web3 is its composability and interoperability. And I think that that's true for, you know, DeFi. I think it's proven that DeFi Summers, for me, is proof of the fact that uh, its composability was a huge uh, reason for its success, right? We got a lot of really interesting protocols being born from this, like, Lego, uh, these money Legos. And so the same is true for some of these other uh, Web3 implementations like NFTs and DAOs. And so DAOs certainly are very early, very young. They're barely getting, in my opinion, enough attention in terms of what they are and what the value proposition is to them. But the same will be true for DAOs as it has been for DeFi and as NFTs are discovering is that composability, that interoperability is going to be super important. But more interestingly, I think, because it's not these Legos of protocols, right, of these like non-sentient uh, programs, but it's of humans, of people with real emotions uh, and, you know, different perspectives that I think will bring, uh, create a very rich ecosystem and environment to participate in. So I agree with you. I think that there is a lot of value in the cooperation between uh, DAOs. And I think we're seeing just the very beginning of it. Um, but, you know, I think a lot of people also are heads down trying to build up these really interesting ideas. Uh, but as I think some of this, these ideas mature into products, um, you know, that have real adoption, we're going to see that next phase of um, of Web3 in DAOs, which I think is going to be mo the most interesting one where there's going to be this interoperability and this composability between them. Yeah, totally agree. And and, and who knows, right, uh, what the future will bring with um, with with all this composability. And, and the beauty about all this integration is that sometimes when two or more DAOs integrate, a new product that nobody imagined uh, could even imagine at this point in time 
might even be born, right? A new star is born. And and, and that star goes on to 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 to, to form uh, even more systems, more communities, more DAOs that just kind of grow on top of each other. I, I've seen that happen. I see that happen regularly. Um, I like to pride myself almost as a uh, explorer, right, of sorts, where I'm always on the lookout for some interesting ideas or conversations and people and the type of uh, projects that they are spinning up and driving forward. And the one thing that I've seen is even within DAOs, you know, there are these people, communities, uh, products that are born that almost feel like they need to be let loose a little bit more and spin out and create something of their own. And so I think that's where we're seeing this conversation of sub-DAOs also come up. And I know you mentioned that word previously, so maybe a good opportunity to talk about you know, your thoughts on sub-DAOs and maybe how that could uh, be a part of what Citadel is. Oh, yeah, that's, that's very timely. Um, so speaking of which, we, we didn't imagine this would happen, right? But um, after we started Citadel, uh, one of our community members actually, uh, I mean, we, we were actually sharing on one of our community calls about how we see the future uh, of real estate tokens uh, being a third asset class that will help the crypto native diversify. Because today uh, you have your uh, crypto native portfolio will consist of either your native tokens, which are like highly volatile, uh, kind of uh, digital asset class or your stable coins, which have very low volatility but uh, are subjected to uh, inflation risk, right? And 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 we thought that real estate tokens uh, in the future could um, could be a way to for the uh, the degens and the crypto native to hedge against inflation on chain, uh, because uh, by right uh, it's supposed to have a um, negative correlation with stable coins. And um, and it's supposed to be low volatility, so we thought that was a very uh, interesting uh, diversification strategy. And the next moment, one of our community member went out there and started this thing called the inflationless style, <laughs> and started started uh, talking to us about um, about integrating inflationless style together with our community, uh, because uh, th- their inflationless style could act as a hedge against inflation for other DAO on chain, right? And we thought that's a brilliant idea. <laughs> and, 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 and we, we, we shared this with our community. And uh, interestingly, some of our community members decided to start supporting it. And it's growing. Uh, it's, 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 it's kind of like a baby that we didn't expect to be born. I mean, uh, don't take it the wrong way, but it's a good thing. <laughs> and, um, and, 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 it's now grow, running parallel to us, and we'll be very interested to see how it grows in the future too. For all you know, it might spawn its own set of stop downs, right? I personally look forward to it because I think that that means that you've given pl- people plenty of agency to create, right? And isn't that the purpose of a decentralized organization? Is to be able to allow people to uh, kind of individuate and add value in their own ways and hopefully you know bring that value back to the parent DAO, if you will yeah i mean it, it doesn't just have to be value back to the parent DAO, right it could bring lots of value to other DAO treasuries for all you know 
Yeah, so uh, we, we never know where the values are uh, until it fully grew up, just that you never know uh, how a kid will turn out. But I mean, that's the beauty about DAOs, right? They, 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 are, so, they are so humanistic. Uh, they're almost like human beings by themselves. And, and rightfully so, because this DAO uh, is, is a community. Each DAO is a community of human beings that come together, sharing a common vision, purpose, mission, and, 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 and like what you call, rightfully pointed out, uh, inno, uh, innovating and uh, evolving in their own individualistic way. That's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. If you'd like to learn more about Citadel, please go to citadel.io and on Twitter at citadel underscore io. Thanks for listening to Crypto Sapiens. Please give us a follow, like, and a five-star review wherever you enjoy your podcasts. And stay tuned for our next discussion.